Welcome to the Kingdom Link Podcast. Man, we are finally back. Dad, so good to see you again back in the podcast studio. I'm just glad to be back. How about you? I am so excited about being here and looking forward to a a uh, some more new exciting episodes and podcast uh, where we talk about leadership, we talk about connecting generations and uh, it is it is a thrill to be back again cutting these podcasts with with you David and also to reach out to our our fellow leaders and ministers of the gospel uh, we are so looking forward to today and, and and this this episode we're back we're finally back I tried to get dad to let me name this podcast the Kingdom Link Comeback Kid but I don't think that's going to fly but <laughs> But we're so excited to finally be. It's been it's been a while. It has. It it's, has been a while since we've been back. Uh, life's changed. It sure has. And you know one thing that's been exciting about following our Kingdom Link podcast is that though we have been in a, a, a sabbatical, so to speak, we had to because of some issues we're going to talk about tonight. But uh, watching our our podcast continue to people still being absolutely listening to it and y'all haven't forgotten about us no and that's uh, amazing we 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 haven't forgotten about you absolutely either. not and to all of our listeners and our friends wherever you are whatever whatever system you're listening on whatever way you're getting this audio uh hey like it hit the subscribe button and uh, put on your notifications because we're back. We're finally back. We're back. Again, we're so glad that you ha- are here with us because here at the Kingdom Link Podcast, our whole goal for this is where our father-son duo, we're uh, both heavily involved in the ministry, and both of our passions are leadership and building leaders. So the idea behind this podcast was that since we are a father-son trained up in the ministry, growing in the ministry, we wanted to have a form or a platform to where we can bridge the gap between generations because, honestly, there's been some lack in previous years uh, of help from generation to generation. And, and, And our tag here is just simply this, leadership only matters if it's passed on. And that that screams true. I mean, uh, you know, growing up and watching different uh, uh, different generations, and you know, something else I I will need to talk about. But I turned sixty while we were away. I'm old now. Man, I I get the senior citizens discount at Golden Corral, which we have found out is only fifty cents. (laughs) Golden Corral needs to step their mess up. Step it up. But uh, but anyway, I think it's really important that there be a connection between generational Absolutely. leaders because we don't want to lose things that have been handed down properly and uh, different uh, traditions, beliefs, and understandings. We can learn from each other Absolutely. regardless of the generational age. Absolutely. So like we've said, it's so glad we're back, so glad you're back and listening but uh, we've not been lazy in these past few years that we've been off. We've, no. We have both been quite busy. And That's so uh, we're going to talk just a little bit about what's been going on in our lives and uh, how we've grown through leadership and in leadership with these past few things. So I know we're going to start about everyone's favorite topic. 
Yes. The year that changed everything. Da, 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 da. The year that everyone had <laughs> such perfect vision, yet no one yes. saw coming. <laughs> 2020 2020 vision oh my goodness how was your 2020 dad my 2020 was just amazing wonderful crazy um you know uh, to really understand what for me what happened in 2020 i have to go back to 2019 uh in 2019 in the summer of 2019 the lord gave me a vision for our church and the word shift that there was a shift coming right I had no way of knowing what I wow. said, what 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 was going to happen. Shift in one way to the other. And and, and honestly, uh, we try very hard to plan out our year right uh, in the church and doing things. And and we sat down with our team and did more detailed planning what we were going to do in for twenty twenty. Yeah, like never before. We had things. We had things so planned out. We knew what we we're going to teach mm. on. We knew these series. You were and ready. We were starting life groups, and we were going to rock it out. I mean this this was this was going to be the year. You were really excited for that following year. Uh huh. And then uh huh, it started off great. We're Ooh. rocking. We're moving, and the infamous pandemic mm-hmm. rushed in like an unexpected tsunami. Oh my goodness. Uh, uh we faced unplanned challenges. Whew. Sure. In an ever-changing time, because mm-hmm. not only did did you all lived in the pandemic, so yes. we're not telling you anything. This isn't something you don't already. Know. You've all all experienced this, right? Uh, but just for the sake of recap and kind of what we dealt with and how our leadership had to evolve uh, during that time, uh, not only were we dealing with the pandemic like other churches, like other pastors, mm-hmm. like so many others. But we were right in the middle of remodeling our sanctuary. Yes, we so were. we're all crammed into our fellowship hall. Yes. Where social distancing was not be, an option. It, it was an impossibility. There was no way on God's green earth that we could social distance <laughs> in no. a fellowship hall that we have. Well, uh, so so when it hit in March... We didn't know what was going on. Right. Nobody really knew. The, the government didn't know. I don't. Nobody. Think, I don't think they still know. Right. Uh, I don't think that government's got a clue. But that's another subject for yeah. another podcast at a different time. <laughs> but you know, so we 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 stepped away. Our church. Right. We we made the decision. I think for both of us, it was a time that we had to really realize what was important. Yes. Not to say that this is not important, uh-huh. but we had a mission, and that mission is our people. Yes. It's our congregation. It's our local assembly. It's those that we directly lead. Absolutely. It's it's your direct line of leadership. Yes. And so one thing that we realized in 2020, if you'll if you could say you learned something through the pandemic, we realized the importance of uh, uh, choosing I, I don't necessarily know the best way to word it. But choosing what uh, level of importance is. Yeah. Choosing whether or not, you know, a podcast is important or the people you directly lead. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And so we decided to kind of step back from Kingdom Link for the reason of we had to help our people. Yeah. And it was, you know, crazy pressure, crazy times. We're going to go into live stream 
And so for the, for uh, the end of March, all of April, right. and most of May, we were doing what we thought was the best thing to do, and right. that was to have a service online only. Mm-hmm. Well, that threw our leadership team into really having to deal with uh, what are we doing with right. uh, video? What mm-hmm. are we doing with... Uh, we had to... Not, not necessarily... It's not like we weren't doing live stream before. Right. It's that we had to improve our live stream. We had to improve our live stream. Because everybody wanted to be the best version of themselves. And we were in... Uh, we were in a different location. We were trying to do yes. improve live stream, improve video yeah. in a cramped uh, fellowship hall. And right. I say cramped just simply because of the size of our people and our church. Oh, my church. goodness. I got to give props to our media team. Uh, if I can give props to, I don't even know if they're listening, David Lanehart, Timothy Gothra at the time. Y'all, they, our, they our, our team was amazing. Literally, their media setup was in our kitchen. Yes. Was in the church kitchen. It was that. That's where the that's where the live stream. Yeah. Um, headquarters was. Yeah. They literally right next to the refrigerator. Right. Is where they were. <laughs> they had to work through so much. They had to learn so much. They had to overcome so much. Yeah. And it's just there was no option. Yes. We and, had to. And 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 for those of you that know, uh, we pastor Medora Pentecostal Church. And you can go to our YouTube page and go back and look at some of that stuff that yeah, we were dealing yeah. with. And now look what we have. Uh, what it's we're a lot dealing different. With. It's a lot different a lot because, different. one, we're back in our sanctuary. It's, right. it's freshly remodeled. But learning how to be flexible. Yeah. Learning how to be mobile. Learning how to adapt and adjust to an ever-changing and challenging time. Uh, really put pressure on leaderships. And here's one thing, uh, David, that comes to my mind is that I think I heard John Max will say this. We weren't out of the box. The box blew up. Yeah. That's we, so true. we were, you know, you want to get out of your comfort zone. We had to get out of our comfort And I want to say props, props, and, and uh, appreciation to all these churches mm-hmm. that went live streaming and they haven't been. We right. were blessed to have a system already up right. and running. But these that went into live stream and people can make fun of their lack of equipment or their uh, the way it looked or quality or things like mm-hmm. that nature, stop it. They were they were trying to lead in a very challenging time. Absolutely. And doing the best they could. I think if you could put one word that leadership in 2020, uh, pastoral, mentoral, whatever it is, if you could put a word that all types of leadership learned in 2020, adaptability. Adaptability, yes. It's, it's became a time, like you said, there were some churches and there were some leaders that had no idea what they were stepping into when it came to exactly. live stream, when it came to videos, but yet they took a leap of faith and did it anyway. Did it anyway. It may not have been the best quality, but guess what? They were doing their best that they could. And that is something that you had to learn to adapt to. Absolutely. 2020 was just curveball after curveball. We didn't know what kind of restrictions were coming next. We didn't know what kind of laws or mandates were coming next. And so the whole year, we were just saying, all right, well, this is what we're going to do. And if something else happens, we'll we'll think of something else. Think about it, yeah. And, And adaptability really comes with help from God. Absolutely. Because he confirms, I think, when what the next move is 
Well, it sure put a new twist to be instant in season and out of <laughs> yeah, season. Didn't it, it sure did. It, it did. Well, and, and another thing that really uh, we had to improve on was when we step into the new world of live stream, when you step into the new world of video, putting stuff out on social media, on YouTube, yes. whatever it may be, you really have to work on, at least for me, I had to really study more. Because it's just how my brain works in that instance. I had to realize that this isn't just stopping at our local assembly anymore. Right. This is for the whole world to see. Yes. So if I realize that what I'm doing, whether I'm preaching behind the pulpit or if I'm just doing a little study on Kingdom Life, which is a series that we do here at NPC, I now have to realize that's going all over the world or has the possibility of going all over the world. Right. So you had to put your best foot forward. So that really pushed me to my studies. Right. That pushed me to... Go deeper. Exactly. But not just in the sense of biblically. It helped me learn more on how to speak publicly, how to be more clear, work on my presentation, yeah. uh, work on the way I look. Because I wanted to appear uh, in a certain manner. I wanted to appear in a way that was respectful, right. that I was putting my best foot forward because we as Christians who are to be Christ-like should put our best foot forward. Amen. You know, and uh, there were crazy things that we were dealing with the way we greeted people changed. Yeah. The way the ushers had to do their job changed. Politics was pushing us oh my goodness. Into, into dark waters Absolutely. of despair and fear yeah. and, 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 and paranoia. Well, and not just that. You had to deal with your people. Yeah. What was their mindset? Exactly. Were they fearful? Were they afraid? Were they scared? We had some people that were. We did. We had some people that were very afraid. And we we struggled for a little bit because of it. Because it was something completely out of left field that no one was ready for. Yeah. And and the enemy uh, in spiritual warfare became Absolutely. a uh, reality like we've never faced. You know, there are churches that closed down during this time. I know. And still to the, today have not reopened because of the effects of the pandemic. Right. But on the other hand, there were churches that grew Mm -hmm. and are growing and are having revival. But I think it has to do with uh, your your connection to the Lord, your faithfulness with God, obedience to Mm -hmm. his word. Uh, You know, we, we listened to the pundits and the experts, and they told us, Oh, two months flatten the curve. Mm, yeah. Two months turned into six months. Those two weeks at start. Yeah. We heard the experts that told us wear masks, don't wear masks. Right. Vaccine, don't get vaccine. And so now people, it, one thing the pandemic did is that it, 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 it unified a lot of people. Right. But it also divided. Absolutely. A lot of people. One, one thing that brought me, uh, to the word that whenever we were going through 2020, it brought me to the story of the disciples following the death and the, the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And we know that they still believed, they still knew that he was going to be raised from the dead. And then he did become raised from the dead. But after that, they were sought after right. by the, the police of their time, if you yeah. will, by the law, the law of the, the land, if yeah. you will. And so they were bobbing and weaving 
to get out of trouble. Yeah. I mean, Jesus said persecution would come, but they had to adapt to the time. Yes, they did. You know, they weren't necessarily going to be thrown in jail before Jesus' death yes. in preaching the Messiah. Yes. But now that after Jesus was raised from the dead, now they're being sought after to be thrown in jail and to be killed. Talk about a curveball being thrown at you is yeah. that you can't preach the gospel anymore or else you will die. Yeah. And they kept on anyway. And they kept doing it without fear. Without fear, yes. You know, one thing in talking about the leadership aspect of the the pandemic when it came, you know, I, I don't I don't want to throw stones at anybody, right. any leader. But pastors were put into a place, leaders, business owners mm-hmm. were put in a place they had to really see where they are. Absolutely. And, and could they continue? And so it was a moment that everybody had to look in the mirror. It really was. And for me, in the leadership role that I have, primarily here mm-hmm. in, in the church that we serve, I, I I got all the input I could get, but right. ultimately it was like, okay, this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. I got to make the decision. Right. I have to take the blame, but right. I'm going to make the decision that we're going to do this. And and oh oh by the way, in this shift, in, in this time, okay, we're remodeling our church. Yeah. Pay for it with cash. Where you're doing most of the work alongside a couple others in the church. Yes, we 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 you know we're we're trying to get the work done. And uh, and then God moves our associate pastor and our our worship minister to another location yep. in the middle of that that time. So yep. we're, now we're in the in the throes of of adapting with mm-hmm. leadership and and other people coming up to the to rising to that place. Absolutely. And, what we were left with was uh, people that could wear many hats, do a lot of great things very well. Very. Yeah. And so when that space left, we were really in a place where, all right, somebody's going to have to step up. Yes. Somebody. And then it's so amazing when we, we could sit back and watch it unfold. Yes. Person after person step up more above and beyond what we thought and could imagine. Yeah. And, and, and I think that that ought to be an encouraging word to somebody today that, that, you, we get so ingrained about okay, this is our vision, our twenty twenty vision. Ooh, this is our coming. vision. This is what we're going to do. But if God comes in and throws a monkey wrench in that, or mm-hmm. our things change, how adaptable can I be? Right. How flexible and on the fly can I deal with the fact? And this was this was an issue for leaders both in business in ministry, and that is okay. We've got momentum. Oh, we got to stop. Yep. We've got momentum. Oh, we got to stop. We've got momentum. Oh, we got to stop. And that's difficult. That's difficult. And I will tell you, the the businesses that survived Mm -hmm. and the churches that survived were the ones that decided we're going to find a way to be effective in the middle of this mess. Absolutely. So that was our 2020, was hard work, perseverance, and the biggest factor of them all was adaptability. Yeah. And then, so now we bleed into 2021. So 2021, still going through COVID-19. Yeah. Still facing it. Yeah. However, at the beginning parts of 2021, 
uh, pretty early on, my wife and I find out that we are going to have a baby. <laughs> so that's 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 partly a big reason why we haven't been doing this podcast for so long <laughs> is because that kind of changes you. And not only did we find out that we were having a baby, found out that we were having two babies, <laughs> twin girls that we were expecting. So the start of 2021 was very exciting for us. We yes. were really looking forward to it. And the changes that brings to our ministry, we were really excited in leadership because if there's one thing that I've realized now uh, being a father is that parenthood changes your leadership. It does. And it changes the way that you can impact people. Yes. It's almost uh, inexplicable, but it just does. Yeah. And in the midst of 2021, uh, through her pregnancy, uh, in the summer of 2021, uh, here at the church, Grace and I were both elected and uh, put, brought up on to the pastoral board alongside you and Pastor Dylan yeah. and Sister Katie. We were so excited about that. That was a it's a new step for us. And, and I want to want to explain what that looks like. Um, being on the pastoral staff here, right? Is that uh, I really want to be a model that that looks at what what did the early church do? What did the right. Acts church do? And they went into every church and ordain elders and establish elders. And when we say elders, that's not about age. Right. That's about spiritual uh, gifting. Mm -hmm. And so uh, you you're you were serving as our uh, youth pastor. Dylan was serving as our discipleship pastor. Mm -hmm. And we needed to, needed to broaden that perspective. Right. And so we we uh, in prayer. And in seeking counsel with with Bishop Walls as well, mm -hmm. uh, but felt like that it was time to move it into a broader dimension, and not only broader dimension, but preparing for future uh, things. And right. so you you took on the the role of being on the pastoral staff right. uh, before you became a father. I did. You know, I I, I had a. I asked an elder one time, I asked an elder pastor, an older pastor, <laughs> I asked him, I said, what do you think it takes to be a good pastor? And he looked at me and he said, and we were young mm -hmm. and had no children, but he said, have kids. Mm. Having kids gives you it changes a your new world. perspective about ministry. It teaches about you patience. Is what it does. <laughs> <laughs> let me just let me just be a proud papa here for a moment, y'all. These twin girls, the most beautiful, were, perfect, were, smartest thing in the ever world. Well, you could take in my words. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Well, I have firsthand experience. Well, they're in that fact. They are amazing, and they're such a blessing to mm -hmm. our family, and uh, they're a blessing to our church, and uh, but. That changed things. Now, Absolutely. Now, you know, uh, go with the, the audience and go with us. Talk about what y'all dealt with. I, I remember the day that, of course, you told us you were expecting. Mm -hmm. I remember the day that you told us that you were wanting to have children. Yeah. And it wasn't just a few weeks later that you said, oh, 
we're expecting. Yep. Then it wasn't a few weeks later that, uh, and again, because of COVID, we couldn't go with you to the, to the, to the hospital to be there mm-hmm. for the testing and everything. We had to sit in the parking lot yeah. <laughs> and yeah. waited on you to come out. And right. when you come out, uh, you know, then we found out, ta-da, Two it's of them. Two, and not just two. It's Momo twins, which means it's very. Uh, uh, Momo twins are are uh, identical twins that are, are very high risk, and so if you're wondering, you know, where y'all been? Well, we've we've had it. We've had a few things yeah, going on. We sure have. Tell, tell us about the process, though, of Grace and you, and and from that moment of giving the announcement, right twins so uh if i can go a little bit before that when we found out that we were having a, a, a baby so then we go to our first ultrasound that we have i can't remember what weeks it's at we go into the hospital and then the nurse says all right you know what gonna rip it off like a band-aid i see two heartbeats and so as you can tell my eyes were like saucers and so we found out that we were having twins and so uh, something that should have taken a little shorter time, took a little bit of longer time, because now uh, in our local hospital, which uh, is a very nice hospital, yeah, but uh, it was not up to the challenge of the high risk that we were at. Like you said, we were having Momo twins. So yeah. what that means is mono-mono twins. And uh, the best way I can describe it is that you have... Uh, when it comes to having twins, you will have twins who are in separate uh, placentas, separate right. sacs. Then you will have twins that are in the same sac, yet there's a membrane wall that will divide them. And then you have what we had, which is uh, twins who are in the same sac with no membrane wall. And then uh, what follows that is conjoined twins. And the difference that separates what we had to conjoined twins is just a couple hours in the cell division process within the womb. And so when we found out we were having mono-mono twins, uh, it, was, it was a trying time, but it was also a really exciting time. Uh, it was partly, you know, ignorance was bliss at the moment because we didn't realize what kind of high risk that was. We didn't realize the, the dangers that were going on. Uh, it was rough at first because we were told, you know what, just being brutally honest with you, the risk of them surviving is super low. We suggest abortion. Wow. Uh, uh, when you heard that, yeah, what was your what was your immediate thought? Anger. You, okay. Yeah, I was angry at who? Uh, mainly the doctor. Yeah. Be, oh, what a statement it is. Uh. And then angry at the world, yeah. where that's the first option. Yeah. Where that's the that was their first idea. That was their first place to go. So that was really frustrating. Obviously, we said no. I mean, that's, that's a <laughs> stupid question. Such a stupid question. So then we go along the process, and uh, the, the great wonders of pregnancy, you can ask my wife all about that. And in the midst of that, we were asked to come up on the pastoral board, which is something we were very excited about, we were looking forward to, and uh, a lot of great things. And then coming up on the process of having the babies is what became difficult. So with the mono-mono twins, with their growth, uh, there was a very high chance and a high risk 
where this is where the high risk came from was that they would tangle themselves and strangle one another with their yeah. umbilical cords. So it would get to a process where Grace would have to be monitored uh, weekly. And, and so she was having to drive an hour once a week to be monitored. Then they wanted to monitor every other day. And at that point, they said, you know, let's just put her in the hospital. So she's brought into the hospital on August 27th was the first day we went into the hospital and she stayed in the hospital for 52 days. Wow. Continuously. And again, you have the COVID restrictions that yeah. puts people in a tough place where they can't go in and see her. Uh, it was limited to how many family members. So she was also in a place where they said at the beginning, you can't go outside. Yeah. You, you got to stay in this room. It was almost like she was confined to a room. Yeah. Uh, and if you know my wife, she does not like being confined. She's very claustrophobic in that sense. Uh, yeah. And so it was really hard. Uh, I thank God for my boss. Uh, I doubt he ever listens to this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Mike Bundy, thank you so much. You helped me so greatly because he allowed me to take off every weekend until, because yeah. I work Monday through Saturday every, every weekend. He let me take off every weekend so that I could drive up and be with her. Uh, of course, I it was challenging because I would miss every Sunday service, but uh, my family comes first. Yeah, and that's that's just how God intended it to be. That's that's what I'm going to do. And so, well, you were you were her life source. You were her absolutely. stay. You know, to keep her. I was the only keep person her. allowed to spend the night. Right. Uh, her, luckily, her mother was able to come up uh, once or twice a week. And then, uh, then funny enough, she gets COVID. So she's yeah. not allowed to come up. Right. And they said, we don't usually allow this, but they allowed my mom to come up. Yeah, that was, that was amazing. And yeah. that was, there was so many things that God did in yes. that scenario. Te, it's it's one us, of those scenarios te, where... Tell us about the window, because that, oh, was, yeah. that was another God thing. They're a blessing. So uh, in the specific hospital they stayed in, that she stayed in, windows don't open. You know, they, yeah. they think of mothers uh, afraid to hurt themselves. I don't know. I, re I really don't know. So Grace is really struggling with her first couple weeks there because she's honestly going nuts just being cooped up in this one place. There's a little bitty. She was allowed to walk the floor that yeah. she was on, which is a little A. It looks like an A. So you would just walk this A frame. She walked, I think she said every day she walked three miles just walking that little A-frame. <laughs> but uh, she was really struggling, and she just looks over at the window, and it, she just realized that there was latches on it and opened it. And just that fresh of breath air, uh, breath of fresh air. Breath, there we go. There we go. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't think I was having a stroke, but <laughs> breath of fresh say. air. Yes. And then uh, that, that just changed everything. It really did. Gave her hope. And then after that, God started opening so many doors. She was able to walk outside. Yeah. And the nurses told her, that's not allowed. It's not. But we're going to let you. Yeah. Just little things like that that really helped. And we, it was nice outside. It was perfect weather. You know, it wasn't too hot. wasn't too cold. And so, yeah, that's how we spent 52 days in a hospital. And then come then the Then come day. the babies. When the babies are born, my goodness, uh, our two families—Raleigh May and Juby. 
Yeah. <laughs> Jubilee. Our, we call our, it Jubilee. Our families were there, but we had to wait outside. Man, yeah. this is just, you know, they're going to be a story that you can tell the girls when Absolutely. they get older about what, what, what was right. going on. But, uh, it was, it was a trying time. It was yes. a very hard time, but I thank God that I knew I was going through a hard time. I didn't realize how hard of a time I was going through. Well, isn't that just like uh, life? When, when you're going through things, it's just like, I'm going to get through this. God's going to help me. That was our that was our. And, and, and then when you get past it, you say, wow, mm-hmm. look what God brought me through right. or look how we made it. Right. And, and it, it, to, it, to bring any sense of light to it is that we spent our third anniversary in a hospital. Yeah. And uh, honestly, on the day, I couldn't see my wife on the anniversary. Wow. It's, it's, it was very hard, but uh, if there was one thing that I learned through that that would pertain to leadership in this sense is the importance of communication. Yeah. I mean, just imagine your best friend is in a hospital for 52 days, almost two hours away from you. Right. And you've got to leave. Yeah. You can't stay there all the time because I had to work. I had to do it. I had responsibilities. I couldn't just stay up there the whole time. So I learned the importance of communication, especially when it came to being a married man. I'm thankful that the Lord was with you all in all of that. You know, one thing I can say, David, is that over the last couple of years, the Lord has been faithful. Absolutely. He has been faithful in in his provision. Mm-hmm. And uh, I realize that we live in a world that the pandemic poured gas on crazy. Yeah, it sure It poured did. gas on fear. Mm-hmm. It poured gas on brutal politics. And I I believe it poured gas on the Antichrist spirit. And right. by that, I mean it fueled it. It just, just ignited even deeper. Mm-hmm. But in the middle of all that, God is moving. And uh, he's faithful. Absolutely. He's faithful. He's been sure faithful is. to us. Um during this time that we've been off, um, I was down five months yeah. with my back. Yeah. And for almost four months, I didn't step behind the pulpit. Right. And so that's in the time we're having twins. So, so with that, how did you feel as being the head, the head shepherd of this assembly, knowing that you personally couldn't preach behind the pulpit? I had to learn to trust God and trust people. Mm-hmm. I had to learn to trust God in that, it, it in and by that I mean it's His church anyway, right? But I, you know me, I am a, I, I am a, uh, uh, kind of a control freak. Yeah, maybe just a little bit, just or maybe a, a whole bit. lot. <laughs> by that I mean I, I, I want to be involved. I want to be a part. Right, right. And, uh, well, and that just goes to you wanting to serve. But another question I have is, and I know this sounds dumb to ask. What was your pride level at? My pride level? Mm-hmm. Well, Did you struggle with yeah. pride when you realized that you couldn't, not necessarily that you wanted to preach, that you have to preach, that you have to be the top dog, but you're saying, you know, I'm the pastor of this church. Why am I not able to do this? You know, uh, I didn't struggle with pride. Pride got crucified during that time in my life right. because I, of, of things that I was dealing with. It was just, it, uh, to me, it was like, uh, okay, people are seeing me walk around like I—I I was just shy of a cane. I was just 
shy of of you know being completely out of commission right i mean uh in such pain i didn't realize again like you go mm-hmm. through something until you come out of it i was in a lot of pain and right and so uh uh it was tough not ministering because i love to minister as far as preaching the word yeah but it's right in the middle of that we baptized we had we had people. We had a great revival, baptizing people, people receiving the power mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit in their life. It was an amazing time. Absolutely, it was a the wonderful was time. In great revival. God was moving, and uh, I'm thankful for you because it really worked out well. That that yeah. you and uh, uh, Pastor Dylan was put on mm-hmm. staff to do what you're doing, and you were you both were serving very well, serving your gifts and. Uh, uh, very thankful for that. Absolutely. But um, I had to learn to trust people. Right. By, by that I mean imp- I'm empowering you to do right. it and then back away. Well, and I think one thing that we learned through that process, which actually it's funny how God works. It is so crazy how God works. In the process of you being down on your back, having to trust people more. And when I say that you're having to trust leadership, so you're, we're having to trust me more. You're having to trust pastor Dylan more other leaders in the church. You're having yeah. to trust them more to be able to handle business. Lo and behold, just a couple months after that, that you're still battling with your back, you get elected as district superintendent of the state of Indiana. So what's that like? Uh, <laughs> well, I can just tell you that, uh, uh, I'm honored. Right. I, I'm I'm very honored to serve in the organization that we're a part of, uh, in such a great district with such great men, mm-hmm. and a great team of leaders that I get to serve with on the board, and we're doing. We're going to see. I believe the Lord do some amazing things, but let me just to to take a leadership lesson. I have come to the realization that. Uh, I'm not going to take any position that I can't serve my gift or do a kingdom assignment that God I felt like has already given to me. Right. And so when I when I see the opportunity here that uh, to be a, a leader of of an of a district of an or of an organization of men, you know, we've got 120 some odd ministers and 60 uh, churches that are filled with people who are incredibly talented, absolutely incredibly gifted. But my goal is that can I help them go to the next level? Right. I don't want a position for a position's sake. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I I I I don't need that. I've got twin granddaughters. Yeah. That yeah. that that bring to me so much joy. And, right. And then I've got, you know, older grandkids. My grandkids just they're a blessing, but uh I also know who I am in Christ. Absolutely. And so it was very humbling mm-hmm. uh, to, to, to be elected like that. And I am so thankful for this opportunity. I believe the Lord is going to do great things uh, in, 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 in his people in these hours. Right. Because I believe we're in the revival time. Right. I believe Absolutely. it's very, very strong. Well, I think, well, going back to what I was trying to say was that God was preparing you to not necessarily do less, but allow us in the church to do more because now we can still be doing the same amount and you're now able to serve in that position within the district 
Yeah. Well, we as the leaders in the church can help fulfill more roles that yes. before you alone had to fill. And and if you want to grow in your leadership and take on new things, you know, if a if a, if a leader wants to develop uh, and 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 be more involved or whatever, let me put it like this. I heard I heard someone say it like this: is that the higher leader goes, the less he does. That's absolutely true. The more important that less is, mm-hmm. though, when it comes to dealing with vision and dealing right. with uh, direction. But it's it's about creating an environment where where it's really an upside down pyramid. Exactly. Because more teams that you can develop in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm excited about seeing teams developed in right. in Indiana. Mm-hmm. And uh, being a part of the kingdom of well, God. Well, that's something that, that we as leaders that are not necessarily at the top. Right. You know, maybe you're not the pastor, but maybe you serve in a pastoral role. Or maybe you're just a leader within the church. Help improve your man of God. Yes. Help him. Help him as much as you can. Can you not envision your pastor as the Paul of your local assembly? What can I as Timothy help to do to help Paul? Right. What can I do to help my man of God increase? What can I? Because if you're helping your man of God, if you're helping your shepherd, he is going to be able to do so much more for the kingdom. And I'll tell you, I want to be a part of whatever he's doing in the kingdom. Yes. I want that. Yes. We, we call it a cup of water blessing. You yeah. know, I want to help my pastor achieve the most that he can because whenever he achieves great things, the kingdom achieves great things. It's, it's about us all with one agenda, one focus. It's not about promoting of people Absolutely. or uh, developing a, a kingdom uh, uh, concept that's about my palace and my position. Exactly. But it's about developing a, a whole mindset of, of serving together, working together, for the glory of God. And this is a, a great time to kind of segue into some things that, that we're going to be talking about in upcoming podcast. We want to help you, our listeners, those that are our, our fellow leaders, mm-hmm. whether you are in an older uh, generational situation like myself or a younger generation like David, uh, we want to help you and give you uh, tools and ideas and concepts and and one of our next podcasts that we want to be talk, talking about is understanding the difference between your calling and being sent. Right. And what do you do in the meantime? What do you do in the meantime between being called and being sent? And uh, uh, I'm excited about the future podcast and things we're going to be talking about in the future. Absolutely. And looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. So we're so excited for what's going to be coming next. So. Out of 2021, you're elected, and I have my babies. We're all is doing well in the world. Yeah. So now that brings us to this year, 2022. Yes, sir. So 2022 was a very awesome start. You know, just yeah. being a new dad. You know, I'm just so excited. The church is in revival. You know, the district is in revival, and I'm so excited about what God is doing. And this is one of the first times that God has allowed me to kind of branch out a little bit. So the past few weeks ago, we had a district youth event that I was uh, asked to be the 
coordinator of. So I was the conference coordinator. So I would help. And basically what that is, is it's a glorified name for a schedule keeper. I just kept people on schedule. I mean, that's all I really did. But I was honored to be asked to do that because I wanted to serve in a way, you know, I wanted to help serve. I wanted to help in any way I can. And so I was honored to be asked to do that. I was also honored to be asked to be on a men's panel, which I was super hyped about because Papa was on it. (laughs) That was was so fun, you know, that we could serve together in a way. And we just had a great time. You know, I hope people were impacted by it, but it's just cool to see what God's doing now and seeing how, uh, and not trying to say this in any sort of braggadocious way, but seeing how my ministry is growing. Yeah. And I'm excited to see that God's doing that. Well, when doors begin to open and you can serve the kingdom in that way, that's when you walk into it and do your best. Uh, you know, I think if if you could boil leadership, there's all kinds of definitions of leadership. You know, John Maxwell, who is a, a well-known uh, teacher on leadership, he says that leadership is basically influence. I, I want to boil it down to this. I think leadership is problem solving. Is that right. there a leader sees a problem, and and how do we solve that? And God gives gifts to people that that okay. If I'm going to be a leader, then how do I take my gift and apply it to that problem? That's why we got so many personalities. That's why we got so many people that have different giftings. Right. And um, you know. <clears throat> And at some time we want to talk about this. There's giftings that Jesus gave. It's called the fivefold ministry. Absolutely, we call it pul- pulpit ministry, pastoral ministry, the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. But then there is a multiplicity of gifts that is giving out to the church to serve the church, and we want to help people grow into that. Right. So, what does your 2020 look like so far, Dad? What what has 20, been going on? Or twenty twenty two? I'm sorry, twenty two. Yeah, I'm you know here behind, uh, man. I, I'm just excited to uh, see what God is doing and developing uh, people around us, uh, our team locally, watching the growth. Uh, we've come through issues and dealt with issues, and God's still moving. And I'm looking forward to revival in our local church. I'm looking forward to some exciting things in the district that we're working with. But uh, it's all to advance his kingdom. Right. Thy kingdom come, mm-hmm. thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Right. Well, basically the idea that we wanted to get across for this episode was just to kind of let you all know what we've been going, what we've been doing. You know, we've been gone for a while. You haven't heard our just velvety voices over your headphones, the the ear biscuits that you can munch on, if you will. Just, you know. But we've missed you guys. We missed doing this. We and did. All jokes aside, we're just so glad to finally get back in the yes. saddle. And we hope and pray that God is going to move through this. We're excited for the next chapter. You know, we'll just call it season two. Uh, yes, we're looking forward to, to, to being with you. And thank you for uh, being a part of the Kingdom Link followers and subscribers. Please, uh, you, you, you would do us a great favor if you would write a review. Yeah. Because uh, that helps the yeah. the uh, uh, the analytics. It helps uh, with all of the, the, you know, getting us out there a little bit yeah. more. 
and we appreciate that. And, and tell us what you've been up to. Tell us what yeah. God's been doing in your life. We yeah. love to hear from our leaders that are listening to this podcast. We love to hear what God's been doing in your life because yes. if someone's advancing, the kingdom's advancing. Advancing. And, and you can follow David and I on Facebook. Uh, you can follow the Kingdom Link page on Facebook, also mm-hmm. Instagram, and be a part of the Kingdom Link family. We're excited about what is what God is doing. And so we say this as we're wrapping up. We believe here at Kingdom Link that leadership only matters if it is passed on. So go pass it on today.